we, we talk about this all the time, but it should be easy. Mm -hmm. And that might be something to add to the you know, list of simple questions at the beginning. How do I know if it's the one? Do you have fun together? Is it easy to be around them? Yes. Like, you know, I mean, is this, can you see yourself spending, do you want to travel with them? It's like, these are pretty simple, mm -hmm. but I think we overcomplicate it. Um, you know, what are they going to be and what's life going to look like and all these things that we don't like. And again, it's like, we need to spend, I think if the world spent more time thinking about what we want and not what we don't want, it'd be a much better place. And Really, I just want to have fun. Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I'm really excited today because tonight is date night and we decided to just have a conversation um, because we were talking earlier about just couples and different other couples that we really admire and we look up to and find inspiration from and just talking about some of the common things between um, what those powerful couples do. And so we thought we'd just have a discussion about it before we crack open a bottle of wine. Although maybe we should have cracked a bottle of wine before this. Should we? <laughs> it's, it's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is going to be fun. And, you know, I, I think it's important to just kind of dissect um, what other couples do. I mean, we do this in business all the time. We're always analyzing what our competitors are doing or even people in other industries. So I think this is going to be a valuable conversation. Yeah, I think, you know, with couples, just even you talking about that, like all the things we do in our business and all the things um, we even do for our careers, but... Uh, the most important relationship that we have in our life besides our relationship with God is the partner that we pick and just the value that that person can add to you as well. I think that's so overlooked, you know, when there's two people, I think we each have like our gifts and our callings and the things that um, God has called us to do. And we're, we're so powerful individually. And what's really cool is when there's a powerful individual and they come together with another powerful individual, like that makes you unstoppable. And you can really multiply what the other person is doing. And, and that's something I've really noticed in other couples is they're cheerleaders for each other almost. Like they're always speaking good into them. They're, they're calling out their gifts. They're calling out the good things in them, you know, and just even talking about business, you, you've said this a lot of times, you know, we focus on, you can either focus on the things you're not good at, or you can focus mm. on the things you're good at. And so that's a really powerful tool that I think we have as partners and in relationships is calling out that thing that they're good at and speaking life into them. Yeah. And I'm thinking about Naval Ravikant, and he said in his book, The Journal of Naval Ravikant, that the most important decision you'll ever make is the person that you decide to marry. And this is a guy who, you know, really successful in business, hundreds of millions of dollars of VC investing. And he said, that's literally the most important decision you'll ever make. And as you're saying all that too, and I want to focus on the positive in this conversation today, but also how many times have you seen a couple that's like the opposite of what you said? You can see one that's just like lit up, they're on fire, and, and you can just kind of see that, you know, the other one's always kind of anchoring them down. And again, I don't want to focus on the negative, but I think it's really important to kind of point that out because you can see it 
when two couples are really aligned and they're powerful and they're moving together. But I think more often than not, what we see is the opposite of that. And mm -hmm. we're like, literally it's being stifled. So again, I don't want that to be the point of it, but I think it's important to, uh, it's important to point out, um, you know, there's nothing that could stop your true potential faster than being in partnership with somebody that you're not aligned with too. Yeah, I think that's so true. And, and also like just the perspective shift. I do think it's always important that, you know, I've always said like, if you don't have love or if we didn't have like something negative, like besides love, if we, we wouldn't know what love is, mm -hmm. right? We wouldn't know what that is. If we didn't have sadness, we wouldn't know what happiness means. So I do think it's always important to look at the other side of it. And we all know those couples you go to dinner with and like the wife is like just knocking him down every chance she gets or the husband, like vice versa. It goes both ways. It's not an either or, but I think that's sometimes a habit that we can get into of just um, knocking each other down. And I don't really know where that stems from. Um, I don't know if we really need to even dive into that, but I think like consciously noticing when you're trying to knock them down and really when you're doing that, you're affecting yourself. Yeah. And you're affecting your kids and you're affecting your, your whole household when you're chopping your partner down. Because when you come together in marriage, like you're, you're saying, Hey, let's join teams, right? Mm -hmm. That's really what it's about. It's like, yeah. Hey, I like what you're doing. I think we might, you know, you're attracted to each other, but it's really about like the long, long game and what you're wanting to create in this life. And so why would you just start chopping them down all of a sudden? Yeah. And I think really like, you know, we want to get into the things that we see like really high performing and successful couples doing. Um, so I think that needs to be the focus. But um, I think when you see that a lot, there's probably some deep rooted issues that have never been dealt with. Um, one of them is really unhappy and just really needs to do some deep work that isn't really, you know, probably the, the focus of the conversation today. I think we should really focus on what, what the amazing couples um, that we want to surround ourselves with and what we see those um, commonalities are. But, but again, I think when that does happen, it's because there's some deep work that needs to be done in one or both of them. And a lot of times it could be trauma. It could be, you mm -hmm. know, cheating or all kinds of things that have just never been resolved. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we should focus on that. <laughs> so I would say the first one um, would be that I've recognized in couples is they're constantly calling out the giftings in their partner. And sometimes I think it's even, they see a potential, mm. you know, we all have potential, but it's not always realized. And so they see a potential and they see what's possible. In fact, I remember one of our first, this is, I just remembered this. Um, one of our first like events that we went to, there was a couple there. It's actually the Sun Rocks. And I remember him being outside and everybody, it was like kind of after the, it, after the event and everybody was having drinks. And I remember him talking about how he was um, being mentored by this guy and his wife started saying, you can do this. Mm. You, you are better than whoever his mentor was. Um, and you can do this and started speaking life into him. Mm. And there's just been so many times that I've seen couples who they just, build each other up. And so I think that's one of the main things that I see couples doing is building each other up. Yeah. And I, I heard this question asked the other day, um, is it easier to recognize our weaknesses or our strengths? And it kind of paused me in my tracks for a few minutes because I think we're all really good at identifying our weaknesses, mm -hmm. but I think it's really, really hard to truly identify our strengths. And I think we get glimpses of it, but it's really hard for us to like own the one or two or three or five things that are like our real superpowers. And so the world does a good enough job 
of tearing us down. We do a good enough job of identifying our weaknesses. And so I love that, what you're saying, because, you know, if we're truly our, you know, each other's number one fan, and we really have more vested in, you know, each other being successful than anyone else, mm -hmm. like, why would we want to focus on weaknesses? Mm -hmm. And so I love what you're saying there, just really building each other up and um, helping to identify what those strengths are, calling them out, seeing them, and then really just kind of continuing to reinforce that. So that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, it's like cultivating. You're just mm -hmm. cultivating the gifts that are already in there. And you know, in, in the female world, it's always like female, you know, strong women empower other strong women. Mm. And that's great and that's, and I think that's amazing, but what if we took that into our homes? Mm -hmm. And we started, you know, even if you're listening to this right now, if you could just pause and think about what is your spouse really good at? What are the gifts in, inside of them and, mm -hmm. and what are the things that stand out for them? And then make it a point at dinner tonight or when you're alone or the, your next date night to tell them those things and break that barrier. If you've never done something like that, just start saying and calling out those, those things that are inside of them um, and see what happens. Yeah. And this is more of a freebie, but think about that with your kids and mm. I mean, employees or anything like it's kind of really human nature, but Again, how much more our most important relationship should we be calling out those good, positive, you know, attributes and strengths and just reinforcing that? Because again, we do a good enough job beating ourselves up. We don't need to do that for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. One of the second things that I, uh, you know, see all the time is like couples that spend time together. Mm. I think it's really important too, because we are very busy. And I remember, you know, way back in the day, just thinking when I worked a job, spend all day working, you know, I leave at 4.30 in the morning and come home at, you know, four or five o'clock, six o'clock at night. And you have three or four hours a day with, you know, your wife and your kids. And we spend the majority of our time with clients and in, in our businesses and everything else. And so we need to be intentional to make sure that we're spending quality time together. It doesn't need to be, you know, a huge quantity of time, but making sure that we're being very intentional about the time that we are spending together. Yeah, I think that's why date night has always been really important to us and also taking trips. But um, I think sometimes people get it, a weird thing in their head. I don't know why we do this, but for things that are like good for us, we think it's weird that we have to like put our spouse in our mm -hmm. calendar or even our kids, whatever that looks like, but making sure that we're making that a priority. And really, if it's our most important task, why would it not be in our calendar? Why would it not be the first thing that we put? I mean, first thing should be the taking care of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But then, and all of those things that are gonna build you up as, your, as a person, but then scheduling the time that you wanna spend with your partner. And I think what happens is a lot of times we get busy with work or, you know, there's, we were just having a conversation the other day and um, he was telling us that his wife had, they had planned to have a conversation and she had deadlines at work. And so they couldn't have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a priority, if we're putting our work and we're putting everything else above it, then your relationship's never going to be a priority. Mm -hmm. And just making sure that we're making that like, hey, this is a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. We're gonna at least have one date night a week or, and it doesn't have to be at night if you mm. have little kids and you can't get a babysitter or, which I would challenge you in that as well because I think it's even more important when the kids are little that you're spending time together and they need time away from you too. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even I was having a conversation the other night at dinner with um, a, a guy that I know and they have 
three little kids at home and she stays home all day and he's got a crazy work schedule. They're back to traveling because COVID's over, all this stuff. And, and it's, you know, you remember those days and it is a struggle, but really at the end of the day, um, I'm like, you know, do you not have a nanny? Do you not have, you know, parents? There's a friend. Yeah. There's almost Swap always, with a friend. <laughs> there's almost always a way to make sure that, you know, you get that time away. And I think that that when you're in a season like that, where it's really, really almost impossible to get date night in, it's even more important. Mm -hmm. We rarely miss it, mm -hmm. but when we do, it's because of travel or, you know, one of us gets sick or whatever. We rarely miss it, but it's, it's also not that challenging for us to make sure that it happens. But I would argue that when, if, it, if it's a struggle for you to make it happen, it's more important to make it happen because that means it's probably not happening very often. Yeah. And then just finding things, you know, as when you're thinking of quality time, what are the things you enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. Making sure you think back at when you were dating, what were the things that you were doing when you were dating? You made time then. Mm -hmm. It's probably all you thought about. Um, and then we come together in a marriage and things just kind of set into a routine and you can make quality time a part mm -hmm. of that routine. Yeah. And then I would also add, you know, not only date nights and making sure you're connecting, I think connecting every day, um, whether that's like taking a walk or over dinner, that's one thing we have always done as a family, not as just with the two of us, but we always sit at our dinner table. Like yeah. that is a non-negotiable for us. We don't sit Rarely would we sit in front of the TV unless it's like the weekend or mm -hmm. something like that. But I think that's another place where, you know, your full attention is there's just something about breaking bread together yeah. and being having that place. And, and it becomes a safe place for the kids, yeah. too, as they're growing up and and learning to have conversations and things like that. Like that is another great place. I think that's a place we've always connected at least once a day yeah. um, and then walking too, and then. And I'm going to throw another one is trips, mm -hmm. whether it's a staycation, an overnight, whatever that looks like. And again, if your kids are little, I know that can be hard and challenging, but I think push into that. Yeah. Yeah. And even a trip alone as a couple would be best. But even when the kids are little, um, like just even getting a trip mm -hmm. in together, if the kids are that little, um, there's quality time in that too. So I'm... I do believe that you should take trips together. And, and we actually did that. When our kids turned one, your mom would fly in mm -hmm. and stay with them the mm -hmm. minute that they turned one. And it was like this, it was almost like a rite of passage. Like they stopped yeah. breastfeeding, <laughs> um, we get to reconnect. And so I think that's one thing we've just always been really good at is just like creating some, some boundaries for mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, with kids, it's easy to put the kids first, but I think with marriage, you have to put, this has to be a priority yeah. above the kids yeah. because the kids leave, like they're right. going to grow up and they're going to have their own families one day. Yeah. So making sure that you're, and then what happens if you've disconnected yeah. through all those years. And that's something I'm really proud of us for is that we did always make um, date nights and trips a priority. I, in fact, I remember, I can't remember, I think it was our ninth anniversary. You planned a trip to Cabo. And I was feeling stressed about going because the kids and, you know, I was having mom guilt and didn't really want to leave them. And you were just like, we need to do this. You flew your sister in um, to watch the kids that trip. And yeah. it was so, it just feels so good to disconnect from work and from the kids and from your everyday life and just play and yeah. have fun together. So I think quality time is 
definitely very high on the charts of other couples and other couples that we know they do that yeah they make they're taking walks daily they're making sure that they're connecting and doing fun things together yeah and i like what you said about that too it doesn't have to be a week-long trip to dubai yeah i mean it can literally because what are we craving we're craving connection and and just some time away and a time for us to you know reconnect but uh recreate and Mm -hmm. and revision um so if you can only get away for an afternoon, like mm-hmm. just make it happen. And I think we use our kids as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, people get away all the time for work trips. People get yeah. away all the time for, you know, whatever it is that has to happen. But then, oh no, we can't, we can't leave because the kids and school and this and that. And I get all that. But um, like you said, there's a day coming where those kids are no longer going to be there. And if you haven't prioritized each other for 20 years, um, that's probably where we get into that situation of, you know, the nitpicking and why would you tear somebody down and all of that. It's needs that have not been met for so many years. There's just a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think another one that I've noticed in couples is that they have other couple friends mm-hmm. that they spend time with. And this one is a, a tough one because I, I can't even count how many times that we've had couple friends and you like the guy and I'm like, oh, she's cool, she's whatever, and then, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. But when you can find couples who are both, it doesn't mean you have to be best friends, but they're both wanting to grow. They're both wanting to stay aligned with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're not fighting over dinner and they're not tearing each other down. There can be a great conversation. I think that that's, you know, they say, whoever you hang around is who you become. Same with the couples that you hang around with, because if you're hanging around couples, if I'm hanging around women and couples and they're just tearing their husbands down, guess what I'm going to start doing? Yeah. I'm going to start tearing you down because I'm going to model what's around me and what I'm surrounded with. So I feel like we've been really intentional with finding other couples who we're inspired by mm-hmm. their relationship and the way that they treat each other and yeah. people we want to emulate yeah. in our relationship. You know, and I think as you get further and further on your journey as an individual and what, what you value and what frequency you want to operate at. As you do that as individuals, I think you get more cohesive as a couple too. And then it's easier to identify those couples Mm -hmm. because I think, um, you know, even back in the day, like, and even still today, I mean, you, you're not always going to, you know, find couples and sometimes, you know, we, we do dinners or whatever, and we're not fully operating as a couple, but I think it's important what you're saying because um, when you find those couples that you really gel with and you're pulling each other up, mm-hmm. that's the best. And I think it's really an energy. It's a frequency. But until you really find out individually what you're looking for and then connect as a couple, which I think date night and you know communication and all of this is so important because as you find it individually and then you find it as a couple, it's easier to identify those other couples. Yeah, totally. Because you're, you're seeing the things that they're doing. And another cool thing about that is you learn so much about how to do things differently Mm -hmm. because we only know what we know because we've been doing this, you know, we've been married almost 24 years. So we've been doing the Mike and Kara show. So, but when we get around other couples, we can start implementing some of the things and the tools that they have and the way that they operate their household. And it just adds. Yeah. Well, like we were talking earlier about dissecting, you know, what your competitors do and all of that. When you see a couple that is, um, contagious and energetic and they're, perf- even if you don't know exactly what it is, spending more time with them, you're going to, you're going to start to see that and mm-hmm. emulate that. So I don't think that there's, um, you know, any more important thing to be talking about than what we're talking about right now. Yeah, I agree. 
pretty great. You know, I think maybe, and this might just stay on the same thread, but it's, it's about staying connected, but being curious too. Mm. Because even within business, I mean, most couples that we know are not in business together, like on a day-to-day basis. And when you find a couple, by the way, that works together on a daily basis, like, and, and have done it well for a long time, like that's very, very intriguing to me. But just staying connected, like mm-hmm. what's going on in your world, your podcast, your business, Rain & Co., what's going on in my world? And then, you know, I think so many times um, one of the individuals is so disconnected. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to know everything about it. But, and again, this might be in the thread of just being, you know, in contact and communication. But I think just being curious about what's going on in each other's world. But even more important than that is probably like, this is vital Mm-hmm. that you understand, um, you know, what the business is and what it, I've heard. I've literally heard spouses say before, I'm not, I don't know exactly what he does. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like you, you don't know what they do. That's really weird to me. Yeah. And I think it's because people try to separate so mm. much of what it is, but if I don't know what drives you, yeah. if I don't know why you're getting up in the morning and why you're going to work, I mean, how, how am I supposed to really truly understand you? And I think really this one kind of goes into like communication mm-hmm. of communicating. I think they're good communicators. Mm-hmm. People who, that's one of the key things is like good communicators, but it's not just in that, that piece of it. It's communicating. Like if you're asking me like, hey, well, how's this going? And I'm struggling in an area or I'm struggling mm-hmm. in my health. Yeah. That's one thing that I think is really, really cool that you can do is be like, hey, I'm in a season of, or I'm in a season of really busyness, like you right now, or you're really busy with work. So what does that look like? How can I support you in that busy season? And so that's where the communication part really opens up and making sure we're, it still is connected to like Mm -hmm. same kind of thing, but staying in communication of what that looks like for seasons too. And I, I love what you're talking about, about being a good communicator, which again, has nothing to do directly with being a good couple. But um, I was on a call today and there was a coach that was coaching in the community and somebody was asking, trying, trying to share something. And it took like eight minutes for this person to kind of even try to begin to get their point across. And I, and I, I was listening to this podcast the other day and they were talking about um, Jeff Bezos and Steve Jobs and how you know, these guys get really good at concise communication. And I think that's important um, within the relationship too, because I don't have, if I'm dealing with something that's eight hours, I don't have eight hours to tell you what I'm struggling with. If I can get it across in a clear and concise point, then that's how we really communicate because it's about work-life integration, Mm -hmm. not like trying to find this balance. And, you know, we only talk about work at work and we only talk about home at home. No, we've got to integrate that. And we've said this forever. Like we can write off almost any business meal we ever go to because we're always communicating Mm -hmm. about our life Mm -hmm. and our life is business. Our life is investing, but it also is, you know, being married and traveling and dreams. And what do we want to build? We're always talking about that and it's integration. Yeah. As you're saying that, I'm thinking about like even seasons where somebody's going through a tougher season. Maybe there's a death or sickness or things like that and like supporting each other in those seasons mm-hmm. too because if you're not communicating now when things are good yeah then when something goes wrong or something is more in the negative aspect it's not going to get better just because mm. that happened right yeah so good i think one thing and this probably goes back to the first one of edifying and calling out the good but also like extreme accountability 
within each other. So if I say I want to work out or I want to start such and such or I have a dream inside of me and I start falling back into my old ways, I want you to be able to call me out mm. and call me up to a higher level. Mm -hmm. Not call me out, but call me up. And there's a way to do that and, it appro and I think that that's kind of rather than cutting me down, it's like calling the best out of me. So it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but it's calling that higher version of ourselves, but with extreme accountability as well. Yeah. I think another one that's really important is just making sure that we're always like creating a vision and dreaming together. And I think that's one thing, um, we've talked about this a lot, but even when we were in high school, we would just like talk about the future and what it looked like and what we wanted to be and grow. And, and part of that's staying connected too and understanding each other's dreams and being able to communicate. But really just, I think that's what separates most people from you know, just living a mediocre life and really achieving something great is always just creating a bigger, deeper vision. Yeah, I think dreaming together. I always think, I really think that that's one of our, you and I, as one of our superpowers mm -hmm. is that we've always really dreamed big together. And it's funny because I was on a podcast the other day and the question was asked, what would you tell your younger self? And my answer was interesting because we have been such dreamers, but it was to dream bigger. Mm. And so how can we dream bigger together? And I love the idea of playing stupid idea time yeah. and just throwing random crazy things out there because you don't know what is possible. And me, that when I was asked that question, me looking back at my 20, 20 year old self, I was dreaming really big, right? In my eyes. Yeah. But there was so much more that I was going to accomplish that I have accomplished that I couldn't even fathom. And I love questions like that because if I can look backwards and see that, then I can also go forwards and mm. say, wow, if I did that much since I was 20 and had no idea, what else am I not seeing? Yeah. And how can I dream bigger in that direction? So I think when you can do that as a couple and um, really just kind of let your guards down, because I think so many times we're scared to share our dreams or we're scared to say some of the things that we would love to happen out loud. Yeah. And this should be your safe place. Yeah. This should be the place that you can say anything mm -hmm. and it could be so outlandish, but they're gonna be your biggest cheerleader. And maybe you guys both laugh about it. Maybe it really is just silly or yeah. maybe it's a possibility yeah. and you can go for it. Well, and I think that's what's important is being able to and I think this goes to anything, not just couples, but I was talking about this on a podcast earlier today, the ability to adjust. Mm -hmm. And that's where stupid idea time comes into place and why we're scared to really throw anything out there because we think that if we say, I wanna do X, Y, Z, or I wanna start this business or whatever, that I can't change my mind. And that's just really not the case at all. Like mm -hmm. when I was talking on this podcast earlier, who decides? Yeah. You do. It's like your dream, it's your vision. Yep. So being able to say it out loud, nobody should fault you for that. But it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, the first one with edifying. I think that's why um, so many people get stuck in a rut because they just quit dreaming Yeah. and don't want the other person to dream or whatever. But the reality is we should be able to dream and think big and maybe it's going to take longer. Maybe it's going to be harder and all the above, but who cares? Yeah. Maybe we only get three quarters of the way there, but that's a lot further than what you are today. Yeah. Well, it's creating a safe place for, you know, when you were talking about like cutting the cutting down and making sure we're edifying, creating a safe place for your partner to share those mm -hmm. things with you. Yeah. Um, this should be the safest place that yep. you have. And if it's not, then how do you start changing it and making it so that it is a safe place? And it really begins with one person kind of extending that. Yeah. 
and again, I said this earlier, but that goes for, you know, your children and everything else too. Mm -hmm. Like this, it's just so important. Like just what, why do we spend so much time in the opposite? And I think it's a belief. Yeah. I think it's always like, you know, or a fear or, you know, we're always like running away from something and we need to start focusing on what we want to run toward, not what we want to run away from. And that's why I think it's, I mean, even just, again, being around other couples that are dreaming and visioning and all of these are just so important because when you, you're, you're going to become that energy that you're hanging around with. And, and I think it's just simply looking at like, is this how we want to be? Yeah. Well, even as you're saying that, and you've said this a couple of times, like even with your kids, your business, this is where it starts. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people get that backwards and the ripple effect that can come from two people coming together and creating a family and creating a business and creating friendships, it just expands. But what we do is we compartmentalize things Mm -hmm. and we're like, well, this is over here and this is over here, but really it all starts. And that's why I think marriage is so powerful and yeah. the multiplication that can happen in marriage. And that is why, because you can, you start in the home yeah. and then it goes to your kids and it goes to your friends, yeah. it goes to your business. It goes into what you're creating yeah. in this world. And that's really where the expansion happens and where that multiplication takes place. So, so good. I got another one. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Yes. I think that might be one of the top ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these are just, but they have, fun together. And I think this is one thing that you've always said is, um, I think it was Dylan or somebody, or maybe it was even just a, one of the youth kids that we used to youth pastor of like, how do you know? And you, you have made this comment a couple of times of, well, do you have fun together? Mm -hmm. Can you see yourself spending the rest of your life together because you're having fun? Yeah. Right. Because beauty is going to fade. Yeah. Well, not in your case. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but there's all these things that we're like looking for and money's we, everybody knows money isn't everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you have fun together yeah. and make sure that you're keeping that a priority of having fun because we forget to have fun too. Yeah. And I mean, just imagine if you're not having fun now, what's it going to be like in 10 years, 20, this go like even edifying and all of that. And we, we talk about this all the time, but it should be easy. Mm-hmm. And that might be something to add to the you know, list of simple questions at the beginning. How do I know if it's the one? Do you have fun together? Is it easy to be around them? Yes. Like, you know, I mean, is this, can you see yourself spending, do you want to travel with them? It's like, these are pretty simple, mm-hmm. but I think we overcomplicate it. Um, you know, what are they going to be and what's life going to look like and all these things that we don't like. And again, it's like, we need to spend, I think if the world spent more time thinking about what we want and not what we don't want, it'd be a much better place. And really, I just want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think fun's a, a top one. And I, if I think about couples that I want to be around, they're having yeah. fun continu- continuously. They're always going yeah. on trips or they're doing fun things or um, even in just their day-to-day life or they're laughing, you know, yeah. couples that laugh together and joke around and mm-hmm. are just having fun. Right. Yep. Yeah. No, it's so good. And and again, I think we overcomplicate it because if you could just make a quick checklist, which we kind of did today, but just, you know, elaborated on it. Like if you're in a room of four or five couples, like what does that feel like? It's high energy. They're edifying each other. They're having fun. They're mm-hmm. always challenging each other to be bigger and better. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. And I would really love to just change the perspective of marriage gets to be easy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be hard, like you just said. And I think that that's something, it's never really been hard for us. Not that we haven't had hard times at all or times where we've struggled, but it's not, we choose if it's going to be hard. 
and we're the ones who make it hard. And if you're in a hard relationship, then maybe it's not not your relationship. Yeah. And I know that's kind of a tough stance to take. It takes work, yeah. of course. Like it's gonna take some effort, yeah. yes. But does it have to be hard? No. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's stacking wins too. And if you've been in a point where, you know, you've just been stacking losses for 20 years, it's kind of like, I mean, at some point in time, I don't know that you can come back from it. So, you know, if you're listening to this and it's early on and you can still, you know, recover from some of the losses that you've stacked, like just, just start stacking wins and do less losses and focus on the good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, for me being surrounded by the last couple of years, we have really focused on that. That's been like one of our goals every year is we actually kind of map out couples we want to spend more time with, Mm -hmm. um, couples that we want to be like, couples that we want to have fun with, couples we want to go on trips with. And I really think like we have up-leveled as a couple the last couple of years because Mm -hmm. of that. Because we've surrounded ourselves with other couples who um, we want to be like. And even with the couples mastermind, just creating that space because it was something we desired and we wanted has just up-leveled us so much. And just seeing the growth that's happened within the couples and it's such a huge need and there's not, there's not a lot of options for couples. Yeah, there's not. And I think even just back to that frequency, when you start getting, it just keeps up and up and up and up and up Mm -hmm. and it, it just never ends. And even, you know, we found ourselves in rooms with amazing couples and we're like, how did we get here? Yeah. And I think it's because of that. It's because we've identified and, you know, been with the couples mastermind specifically worked really hard to attract couples Mm-hmm. And then call them up to a higher frequency, which causes us to go to a higher frequency and it just keeps going. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in rooms with, and you're like, how did I get here? Well, you earned the spot because you're doing these, again, things that are simple in concept. It may not be easy to do on a daily basis, especially when you're tired or, you know, you've got to find a babysitter or whatever it is, but you have to make it happen. Yeah. Well, as you are saying that, I'm like, it's caught, not taught. Mm. And so many times it, you think about like your kids and you could, we can talk and teach them like with yeah. our words or we can do it with our actions. And yeah. most of the time, and I think that that's really what's happened to us is we've caught mm-hmm. <laughs> what other couples are doing, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily been taught something, but what we've surrounded ourselves with has just up-leveled who we are as individuals and as couples. So good. Yeah. But we wanted to let you know that we have created something really awesome. We've been, this has kind of been in the works for probably the last year, Mm -hmm. just because we saw such a huge need for this type of work. And we've loved doing the couples masterminds. Yeah. And we've had such an amazing time. Like, I mean, just this whole conversation today, wanting to elevate and being able to spend a year together with five amazing couples has been so awesome. But what we've realized is that's not scalable. And we're going to continue to do that but we want to help not only help impact other couples, um, but again, continue to be surrounded by amazing couples. And so we started looking at this and it's like, how can we merge, you know, versions of both? Mm-hmm. And we started out by launching, you know, the event last year, which we're going to continue to do. We have the couples event coming up in November, but we started thinking, how can we create an online community and get more couples access to this? And so um, April 2nd, we're actually launching the Next Level Couples online community, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, I'm so excited about it because there isn't a lot of options out there for couples, and I want to grow my network of other couples who want to grow together because 
There's also that. There's also couples who don't want to grow together. So I want to be around people who want to stay aligned. And I think this is going to be so much fun. And just being able to like fly into Seattle and be like, hey, there's 10 couples mm -hmm. here. Yep. Who do we want to hang out with? Who have we connected with? Who do we want to connect with? And be able to make that happen because we have couples everywhere we go. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I've realized, we live in Austin, Texas, and we have some amazing friends here. But really, um, I was joking about this the other day because some of our friends we've only ever hung out with. I actually told Matt and Robin Long that they're our most expensive friends anywhere <laughs> because the only time we ever see them is when we're, when we're in a mastermind or on a traveling trip. And the point that I'm making is like, I've, we have so many amazing friends individually and as a couple that we mostly talk to virtually. And so there's this kind of idea that like an online community isn't as powerful. And I, I'll be honest, I've struggled with that a little bit thinking about it in the past, but the reality is um, I think it's a great way to meet and connect. And to your point, um, when you fly in to be able to just like connect with people, we have friends all over the place because of that. And so I'm really excited to be able to launch this community. And we're going to do a lot of the same things that we do in the Couples Mastermind, monthly um, coaching calls, bringing in amazing speakers around parenting, marriage, business, health, all of the above, um, and also do breakout sessions. Yeah. Um, with men, with the women. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah. And then also having access, you know, one thing that we really love is doing trips and mm -hmm. having fun together. So having access to some bucket list trips that we have planned. And I think that's going to be really fun. Just having those, that's where it's going to get a little more intimate when you can go on those trips. But yeah, this is going to be really fun. Yeah. And like, as you were saying, the only way you're going to be able to get on that trip is if you're part of the next level couple online community. So, you know, there's, uh, again, we love the mastermind, but you know, many people are not ready to aff afford the price point um, of the mastermind. They can't commit to a whole year together. Um, but I think this is going to be perfect because you join the community, you do as much involvement as you can. Yep. Um, you can still access the trip, but it's not anywhere near the same price point. Yeah, really, really excited. So how do people find out about it or how do they get on the wait list and know when it's open? Because we're going to only open this for a week, right? Yeah, um, we're going to open it April 2nd for one week and then we're going to close it. Not sure when we'll open it again. Um, so you either in or you're out. Um, the best way to get on the wait list is go to nextlevelcouple.com and you can sign up for the wait list. If you're on that wait list, you'll be the first to get informed. And then like we'll open it April 2nd, open it up to the public, and then we're gonna close it within a week. Yeah, I'm so excited to change the narrative around couples and that it gets to be easy, it gets to be fun, and we get to do life together in an extraordinary way. It's gonna be so amazing. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.